Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Hopefully you are having a fantastic day. I know I am. The season is almost here. Week three of the preseason is here. This is where we see the dress rehearsal of the week one, how the teams are going to be coming out of the locker room. They want to see what the what it looks like coming out of the locker room. They're likely going to be playing into the third quarter. So this is a fun preseason game because we get to see most of the starters Speaking of week one, if you have not done so already, I would love for you to guys to go out there and sign up for your DFS and season-long packages. Hopefully I can help you guys continue to win your leagues. Love hearing the feedback on how I've helped you guys win your leagues. We're going to continue that this year. We're going to make you a successful DFS player as well with the different articles that we have going out this year. We have season-long and DFS packages available, both weekly and full season. We also have the Mastermind Chat where you have access to myself all week long, um, Monday through Friday. It's uh, within 24 hours. I'll get back to you on your questions. On Saturdays, it'll be by 10 p.m. I'll answer your questions for $9.95 a week. Hopefully, we can get all your questions answered Monday through Saturday. That way, on Sunday morning, you're just, ready, you're just making tweaks here and there on your lineup. So any questions you have, uh, make sure to ask them in the Mastermind chat. But again... Uh, make sure you get in there before the season starts. Um, we want to we make you guys a better DFS player and help you guys win your leagues in fan, uh, season long as well. If you have not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius over on Twitter. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. So let's go on ahead and jump right on to today's podcast, talk about what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to be doing a lot of DFS stuff. We've been doing a lot of season-long draft um, research, draft preps, but today we're going to concentrate on DFS and what was going to happen on week one. The millionaire maker over on DraftKings, how can we take that down to become a millionaire on week one? I know everybody out there, including myself, would love to take that down for week one. Just makes it a fun Sunday no matter what. You're watching football, but if you can take home a nice chunk of change, it doesn't hurt as well. One thing we do have to make sure we're careful with throughout the season is with these big tournaments, don't go all in. Don't get crazy. Do what you can and what you um, expect to possibly lose because these are very top-heavy tournaments. So not everybody's going to win these. They're very top-heavy. Small percentage of people win them, but they're fun to do. There's a chance to win these, but definitely don't go all in. If, if what I recommend doing is uh, spread out your games, cash games and GPPs. Play 80 to 85% cash, 10 to 15 to 20% GPPs. That way you're not um, hopefully blowing it all in w- a week one where we all want to get in the action. We all want to get back in the hang of things. Be careful out there. Have fun, but be careful at the same time. So if we look at the, the millionaire maker, $5 million prizes up, up for grabs. First place, as I talked about, is a cool million dollars, but you have to beat out 294,000 plus people, so it's not going to be easy to win this tournament. Likely won't be easy to, um, to cash because out of those 294,000 people, 67,000 people are going to get um, uh, just a little bit more than their money back. So this is a this tournament that, that you're kind of playing to hopefully win it. You're not looking to min cash, in my opinion. I think you want to try to take it down find 20 to 40 dollars that, that that you can afford to kind of throw at it and just go go wild with it um, try to wait try to put together a team that's not going to be highly owned maybe it's going to be a uh, take a take a few 
chalk players, but you're also going to be doing, taking a lot of less-owned less players to take it down because of how, how top-heavy it is. The, to win five figures, you have to get in the top 10 out of 294,000 people. If you want four figures, you're going to have to get in the top top 150. So it's very top-heavy structured tournament. This is going to be all year long. If you want more of a, uh, of a, a, a leveled-out pay structure, I recommend looking into the $9 slant. That's my favorite tournament to, to play over there on DraftKings. I like the structure of it. I like the payout structure of it. It's just a, it's a fun option. But in week one, I'm definitely going to be throwing a, a lineup or two into the Millionaire Maker just because of that price point. Again, they do these tournaments to bring in new players. They want to have people see, ooh, Million Dollars in first place. I'm going to play that over there. So they throw these in there, but they're very top-heavy, so be very careful. So let's go ahead and jump right on into it. How can we take down this tournament? I think um, one thing that we have to make sure is we're not taking a team full of chalk. Uh, and if you're not uh, up, the, up, the, up the code with the uh, terminology for DFS, um, make sure you check out the article. We have a terminology article on the website that kind of talks about when you go into a, a chat room or you go into a podcast and you hear about DFS talk, those are terminologies you're going to have. So check out, that, what, check out the article that we have on the site. But chalk, what chalk is a, a, a really quick um, explanation of, of the different terms. So chalk is players that are very going to be highly owned. Uh, the consensus of people are on them. Most uh, most uh, information sites out there are giving those players out there. So obviously, no matter where you go to, you're going to see those names out there. So they're going to be played on the different sites as well. So we're going to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan. Um, we're going to definitely see Kyler Murray. Those are going to be some names that we're going to be seeing quite a bit um, being highly owned in these tournaments. That doesn't mean you have to avoid them. That just means that when you stack them, and again, for stacking, what you're doing is you're taking the quarterback and taking one, two, or three of their options on, in the passing game, whether it be running backs or wide receivers or tight ends, and pairing them with that quarterback. And if you're looking for a game stack, you're taking a couple players on the opposing team, two or three of them, and running it back with three or four from the other team and hoping for a high-point scoring game. Those are game and team stacks. So I think you can take a chalky quarterback or you can take a chalk running back, but you're taking some of the other, other stack parts of it and going lesser owned. Maybe you take a tight end instead of the wide receiver because the wide receiver is being, being uh, talked about a lot. Maybe you avoid someone like, uh, if you take Patrick Mahomes, maybe you avoid Tyreek Hill and just go Travis Kelsey and pair it with uh, Sammy Watkins. That's the way to do it because we know Tyreek Hill is going to be very popular. Um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Winston's going to be popular just because he did the offense, the game's high-scoring game, San Fran, Tampa Bay. So a way to maybe um, get off the chalk in the San Francisco-Tampa game is instead of going the Tampa Bay chalk, go the opposite way and go San Francisco chalk and go with um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple of his options. Or you can also even go with Jameis Winston, but instead of going Mike Evans and Godwin, you're going with the tight end and maybe um, – just one of the wide receiver options. So, so go Evans and O.J. Howard. But I think all options in Tampa Bay are going to be very chalky. Very high-scoring game. One of the lesser-owned that I might be looking at doing is the, the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers might go a little lesser-owned just because of people might be still worried about Cam Newton. He does look healthy, but I think people still might think, okay, maybe he's not going to be arm strength to be ready to go yet. I, I think Cam Newton and both of his receivers and obviously Christian McCaffrey are going to be fantastic stacks. I'm likely going to start week one. And plus they play a tough defense in the Rams, but they're at home. I like Cam Newton and both his receivers and Christian McCaffrey. I may do a, a, a three-man stack with them and maybe run it back with Todd Gurley. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to be popular, but they're going against a really good defense in Tennessee. I'm likely going to stay away from May Mayfield and his pass catchers this week. 
Uh, we have Jared Goff in that same Carolina game with his receivers. Matt Ryan with his receivers against a tough Minnesota defense. Maybe Ryan goes a little lesser owned than maybe we think. Um, you can go with someone like Lamar Jackson naked. And what that means is you're not taking any of his receiving options. You're just taking Lamar Jackson as a quarterback alone because of what he can do with his, with his feet. Maybe he runs for a couple scores and doesn't pass any. So that's where you're... When you're looking to go naked at your quarterback position, you're looking at players that are going to get points with their legs, or maybe they spread the ball uh, around with everybody and they don't key in on one player. That's a, that's a way to also be a little bit of uh, contrarian is taking like a Lamar Jackson and not pairing with anybody. Just take him naked and then go uh, heavy on another team. Maybe you take both pass catchers in Tampa Bay and one of the running backs in San Francisco. Um, Dak Prescott with the, against the Giants. We don't know about Ezekiel Elliott yet. We don't know about Amari Cooper. So is Dak Prescott going to not be looked at very much? I don't, I don't think he's going to be looked at no matter what. So maybe you tear, pair Dak Prescott with Michael Ga, uh, with Gallup. Maybe you pair him with his old reliable Jason Witten. Maybe Witten gets in the end zone a couple times as, as his time back in the league. Carson Wentz against the Philadelphia for the Eagles against the Redskins. I like that combo this year. There's plenty of different options they can go there. Josh Allen, another one of those quarterbacks that uses his legs a lot. Maybe you pair him with one of his wide receivers, but you're also getting what he does with his legs. I think Kyler Murray is going to be one of the most popular players there. The entire Arizona offense is going to be very popular. I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of Murray, in my opinion. If we jump over the running backs, I'm likely going to spend up a running back. Um, hopefully I get Elliott in the lineup so I can use him. I like going Elliott, Barkley, and McCaffrey for week one. And then going very value at wide receiver and dropping down and taking one of the lower uh, price quarterbacks. And, and what I like to do is I like to take my defense very last. Defense and tight end, I think you spend down. I just don't like spending up at, at, at the position. But if you're looking at some of the value uh, running backs, we have Nick Chubb. Um, we have Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. Seems like he's getting less talk because of the uh, timeshare uh, threat there from Andy Reid. on Johnson, I'm very high on against the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to want to keep the ball out of the Cardinals' hands, so they're going to want to run the ball with on Johnson. I do like on Johnson week one. Chris Carson against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Carson is going to start the year as obviously the number one option. I think eventually it will be a kind of a lot more of a 50-50 split there, but I think week one we're going to see Carson get a big load of carries against the Bengals, and the Bengals have a bad D. So another way you can take a stack is taking a running back and taking that same defense in a game that you think is going to be um, used to uh, ground and pound and play good defense. So you can take Seattle and Carson. Austin Eckler with no Melvin Gordon likely going to play playing. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson will be very popular. I think I might go uh, Justin Jackson just because I think a lot more people are going to be on Eckler. Um, maybe you go Justice Hill. Hope that he can maybe flash, a, a, give Ingram a, a few un, uh, touches to kind of give him a break. Justice Hill's looked look nice in preseason. Very cheap. Plus, you can pair him with the Miami Dolphins uh, against the Dolphins with their with the Baltimore Ravens defense. Tevin Coleman, love Tevin Coleman this year. Um, with Jarek McKinnon injured, I think that uh, we're going to see Tevin Coleman kind of get a much more of a workload. And we know that he has a, a connection with Shanahan and, from his time in Atlanta. Moving down, I think Deion Lewis um, against the against the Browns. I think Deion Lewis is going to be used more in the passing game this year. Last year he wasn't used as much as I maybe thought he was going to be going into the season. So I think maybe Deion Lewis might be able to uh, get a few receptions out of it, especially if Cleveland can jump out to a lead with that offense that, is, that we expect to be pretty good offense led by uh, Mayfield. So maybe Deion Lewis might be a, a, a decent play in a PPR league like DraftKings is. 
Um, Tony Pollard, if the Cowboys don't have Ezekiel Elliott, maybe Pollard gets a, n- a nice look. But I think that might be one of the plays that a lot of people are going to be looking at saving money with if they want to spend up at receiver. Speaking of receivers, if we look at the top of this bracket here, we have uh, Odell Beckham against Tennessee. I don't really like that matchup personally. Julio Jones against Minnesota. Tough matchup against Minnesota. Mike Evans against San Fran. He's going to be very popular. Tyreek Hill against Jags going to be very popular. Um, Minnesota options. I, I, I like Diggs over Thielen just because of the big playability. I'm not, not going to be touching the Indianapolis side of things just because we don't know what's going to happen with Luck this year. If I'm ranking the Rams receivers, it's Cooks, Cup, Wood for me, Woods for me. Love Galladay, but again, I think the Lions are going to want to keep the ball out of Arizona's hands, so I like the ground game a little more in Detroit than I do the passing game. Godwin's going to be very popular this week against San Francisco. DJ Moore, I think DJ Moore is going to be a fantastic option this year. I think he's uh, a, a breakout, breakout caliber uh, play this year for me. I think Moore's in for a monster year with Cam Newton as his quarterback. I also do love Curtis Samuel as well in the same offense. I'm likely going to have one or two shares of both those receivers um, paired with Mr. Cam Newton and then uh, maybe avoid Christian McCaffrey just to kind of be a little uh, contrarian in that route, go with the receivers and not go with the running back in Carolina. If we move over to tight end, tight end is a position that I'm going to want to save money at. Um, obviously, you can go Travis Kelsey, you can go George Kittle, you can go Zach Ertz, but I'm looking to save money and uh, maybe going O.J. Howard, saving a little bit off the top tier. You're saving a couple thousand off of Travis Kelsey, and I think you can get similar production because of the matchup. I like Hunter Henry coming back against the Colts, coming off that injury, 3,900. Uh, Jordan Reed uh, should start the year healthy. Mark Andrews, um, we saw that he did have a connection with Lamar Jackson last year. Gasecki for the Miami Dolphins, I think he's an option that we can kind of keep an eye on. I, don't, I likely won't touch him to start in week one against the Baltimore Ravens, but he's a player that I think that might be able to um, help his game a little bit this year. He's a player that I'm looking at as a super sleeper as well. And if we're looking at defenses, I think my, my, my number one overall defense that I'm going to have a lot of shares with Likely they're going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Dolphins. I think, I think the, especially being priced up there, maybe they're going to be a little more contrarian. But if we're going one of the value defenses, I do like the Giants a little bit, possibly just because we don't know what's going to happen with Dallas. If no Amari Cooper, if no Ezekiel Elliott, that takes away two of their main playmakers. Can the Giants get in there and uh, do anything on defense? Who knows? I like the Jags a little bit um, just because I – I think we may see a little struggle early from Kansas City. Yes, it's the Chiefs. Yes, it's tough. But I think we have to kind of, I mean, you also have to look at contrarian. You're getting a good defense for very cheap. Yes, it's against Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it's against the Chiefs' high-scoring offense. But if you can get sacks, if you can get a turnover here or there, all of a sudden you're making a little profit there with your defense. Arizona against Detroit, I think uh, they're a decent defense to take a look at for the uh, middle-of-the-road kind of pricing. Buffalo against the Jets, Seattle against Cincinnati, some more uh, middle-of-the-road defenses. Cleveland against Tennessee. But, but if I'm, if I'm going to spend up for Cleveland, I'm likely going to be looking at someone like Dallas against the Giants or Baltimore against the Dolphins for a little bit more money there for that option there. So that's the way I'm looking at for the, uh, the millionaire maker. I think uh, what I do definitely want to mention and let you know is you definitely want to be contrarian in this matchup. You're looking to beat out 294,000 people, but being contrarian doesn't mean being stupid about it. We want to make sure that we're being smart, taking players that we know have a high ceiling, but they're going, against, uh, going up against a decent defense. 
don't really avoid the top-tier offenses. So don't avoid San Francisco and Tampa Bay. Maybe you just take a little less of their options there. And instead of going Tampa Bay, maybe you go more of the San Francisco. That way you're getting more... You're getting a, uh, that, uh, that high-scoring game option because we know Tampa Bay is going to give up points. We know they're going to give up yards. So, so th- there's ways to be contrarian but not to be too super contrarian. You can take some chalky players, but make sure you do litter your team w- up with a few um, contrarian players as well. Good luck if you're playing in the big tournament over on DraftKings. Good luck in week one. We'll continue these podcasts coming up. You'll see some more draft podcasts, some more DFS podcasts. But that's our week one uh, look at the DFS Millionaire Maker over on DraftKings. Hope you guys had a fantastic day. And again, follow us over on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And the website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Get in for our week one packages. Those will be coming out here in the next week or two. But we have the links ready to go for you guys to sign up and get all set up in there. Mastermind chat, $9.95 a week where you have me in your back pocket. We're also looking at maybe looking at putting together monthly and season-long packages for that Mastermind chat. So be on the lookout for that as well. And as always, have a great day, great week, and enjoy the games. And we will talk to you next time on the Genius Cast. 